Hi, thanks for tuning in to Holy Spirit Feed. I'm Jen Johnson. I'm excited to share what God has been showing me. I'm praying that your spiritual ears and eyes will be open to hear and see what Holy Spirit has for you. Today, we're going to talk about the saying, the sky is the limit. We've all heard this at some point. And it was originally meant to encourage people, I think, to help them to see that they could do a number of things even more than they ever thought. But the truth is, the sky is not the limit for believers. You could say the sky is only the beginning. We know through space exploration that there is so much more out there. Our God is limitless. You are only limited by your perception of what the limit is. If you think the sky is the limit for you, then it will be. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he, or she, obviously. There's an old saying, like you might be competing against someone in a game or something, and your opponent says, I can beat you. And then you reply, that's what you think, right? (laughs) Implying you're wrong and I'm going to win. But the reality is, often, whoever actually believes that they are going to win does. Believing you can win ups your chances of actually winning astronomically because what you think makes a difference. What you think really, really matters. Your thoughts act as a rudder for your life. Thoughts produce actions. That verse we just read, Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. The main point here is not just thinks, but the heart. It says, thinks in his heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. That's the NIV, but we're also going to read the New Living Translation. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And then let's also read a couple more versions. Keep your heart with vigilance. For from it flows the springs of life. What does that word vigilance mean? It's the action or state of keeping careful watch for possible danger or difficulties. That tells us that that could potentially happen, that we could have danger or difficulties if we don't guard our heart. And then the final version uh, we're going to read today, it's the Berean, and it says guard your heart with all diligence. So that word diligence means persistent work. We need to be persistently guarding our hearts because as we think in our heart, so are we. It's not only that we think with our mind, but with your heart as well. So cover your bases, protect that new heart that God has given you and get your mind renewed as well. When we do that, you are allowing God to take the lid off, so to speak, to remove your imaginary or false limits. So some of you may have heard this story about elephants and how they train them. When they're little, they put a thick steel chain around their neck and, you know, attach it to like a pole or something. And then if they try to get away, they can't. And then what happens is eventually they just give up after a while. They just don't try anymore because they don't think they can get away. And then the trainer can just put a little rope around their neck that they could easily get free from. But since they think that they can't, they just stay there. Even an adult elephant will still stay there with just a little rope and follow what their trainer wants them to do. 
You know, we do the same thing. We stay in that old job, the ministry position. You know, God may be calling you out and up, but you think you're tied to something that you actually aren't. When we believe lies, it limits us. Steve Backlund at Igniting Hope, he calls those limiting beliefs. He also tells a story about these cows and cattle fields. You may have seen those grids. They're like metal bars with gaps in between them. And they go over the driveway into a property where, where there's an entrance to the road or to another property or something. It's so that the cows can't pass in between into the road or into another field. Or if they do, they'll get stuck and they're scared to do that. So they just become conditioned to think that they can't leave that specific field that they're supposed to stay in. You know, and after a while, the owners of the property and the cattle, they don't have to have those metal grids. They just paint lines. And then the cows think that they can't go past. But they could. It's like a mirage. It's not real. It's not the truth. It's a lie. I believe someone listening today is going to be that single cow <laughs> who builds up the courage to cross the fake grid lines and break free from limitations on their life and step into abundant life. We are actually limiting ourselves when we believe lies like, I'm not good enough. I could never start a business. I'm sure that people don't like me. I'll never be able to get that new job or go to that school. When the truth is, you could get that job. People do like you. The truth is, if something is within God's plan for you, you could not only get that job, but wind up the CEO of the company, or own it for that matter. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen says, Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. I love this verse, and I actually talk about it quite a bit. Then it says, But blessed is he who keeps the law. That's the ESV version. I love this verse. Let's read it in a couple other versions. The New King James says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And then one of my favorites, When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. How many know there's definitely some running wild not in a good way, <laughs> in our culture today. It's proof that we need to accept the divine guidance that the one true God has to offer us. Not just accept it, but welcome it and receive it and create a place for it, good soil, for God's guidance to land in our lives and let it take root. Let it produce good fruit. Don't just get a little appetizer of some word here and there, enough to make you feel good. No, let's get in there. Let's meditate on God's word. Let's receive his divine guidance daily and on a regular basis. There's a well-known quote by uh, P.K. Bernard. It says, a man without a vision is a man without a future. A man without a future will always return to his past. It reminds me of that verse in Proverbs where it talks about dogs that return to their vomit. It's gross. <laughs> I heard someone say that quote, though, about a man without a vision is a man without a future. A man without a future will always return to his past. I heard someone say that quote, and I loved it. 
You know, you better have vision for your life and it better be bigger than you, bigger than you think you can do in your own strength. Remember, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Second Corinthians 12, 9, it says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. So if you feel weak, then you're in the perfect position to receive grace and power from the Lord. I heard a message once. It was by April Blackwell. And I don't remember the whole backstory, but she just had shared that the Lord had spoke to her kind of a plan or vision for her life. And then he said very clearly to her, write the vision down, tell someone, and then tell a group of people. So write the vision down, tell someone, and then tell a group of people. All right, that is a good preach. You could preach on that for a while. That's awesome. That's Habakkuk 2 too. It says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. If you think that God told you something and you're waiting for confirmation, you know, he could have told you three days ago, three years ago, or 30 years ago. For some of you, the confirmation is coming right now. Do it. Take it and run with it. Maybe it was a long time ago, but if it's still a good word, there's no condemnation. Just pick it back up and run. Maybe you dropped the ball, but God can fix it now. He's that kind of God, a fix it now kind of God. Take the chance, invest the time, learn the skill, write the blog, reach out to that person God gave you a word for, bring the kingdom, use your influence to change the world around you. We're all really good about making comments about things aren't going well in this area, that crazy thing happened in the world. Let's use our influence to change what's happening around you. You know, how many of us aren't really loving what's happening in the world around us, right? <laughs> I think we could all kind of say that. If you don't like it, change it. You are the answer. You have the wherewithal to do something about it. You don't have to do everything, but you can do something. You know what? And when things get tough, if you are doing a good work for the Lord, just like Nehemiah was when he rebuilt the wall, then just remember Psalm 62, 6. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, where I will not be shaken. There's a well-known song called We Will Not Be Shaken. I'm just going to read some of the lyrics. This is, though the battle rages, we will stand in the fight. Though the armies rise up against us on all sides, we will not be shaken. Come on, you guys. There's a reason why we sing those songs. We are declaring the truth about us, that we are in the army of God, that we will stand and fight. The enemy is on all sides. So what? We will not be shaken. There's another song that I love as well. Um, Anything is possible. Many of you know that song. The lyrics to that are, show me one thing he can't do. Show me a mountain he can't move. He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible. Show me one thing that's too hard. Show me waters he can't part. He is the God of breakthrough and anything is possible. Come on, we're not just singing those songs. We believe those songs. Amen. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us immeasurably more or far more than I can ask or imagine. And I can imagine the sky, right? Because I see the sky. But can I imagine far beyond the sky? 
Do I believe that saying that the sky is the limit? Or do I actually believe that the sky is not the limit? That is what I believe. And I can do that. I can reach that with God's help. Genesis 1 verses 6 and 7. Then God said, Let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heaven from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called the space sky. All right, so the sky is not the limit. He created the sky. The sky is subject to Jesus, not Jesus subject to the sky, right? We will do greater things than Jesus. So at a minimum, the sky is subject to us as well. So you know what? You just be like, hey, uh, excuse me, sky, you're in the way. Flick, move it. <laughs> Sometimes we just need to do that. Just say, nope, we're not doing that, sky. You're not in my way today. Sorry. Because I believe that anything is possible. In Exodus 35, verses 30 through 35 is what we're going to read. This is when they were building the temple. It says in verse 30, Then Moses said to the Israelites, See, the Lord has chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And he has filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of artistic crafts. And he has given both him and Aholiab, son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach others. He has filled them with skill to do all kinds of work as engravers, designers, embroiders in blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and fine linen, and weavers, all of them skilled workers and designers. Okay, so what's happening here? God put wisdom and understanding in every gifted artisan to accomplish all the work for the sanctuary. Good thing Bezalel and this Oli cooking guy, or <laughs> what's his name? It's Oholiab. Reminds me of Oli cooking, or sometimes they call him Oli Bolin. If you're Dutch, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, it's a good thing that they weren't like, oh, sorry, can't do that. The sky's in my way. <laughs> No way. They're like, yeah, we can do this. And we're also going to teach others to do it. Here's the thing. God has also given us the spirit of understanding and the spirit of wisdom to operate in excellence so we can live life skillfully. Do what he asks us to do. He doesn't ask us to do it in our own ability. He gives us the grace and the power to do it. He takes off the lids of limitation and operates through our lives in a way that confounds the world. So next time you hear that saying, the sky is the limit, you can laugh and you can say, not for me. The sky is not the limit for me because my God is limitless.